know, you guys say it all the time. It's a marathon, right? You have to prepare yourself for labor because labor and delivery, because it's not something that you just want to go through in five seconds. And, you know, you don't just get up one day and decide to run a, you know, 26 miles. Nobody really does that. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama in 30, where we are all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health, infertility, mom guilt, and the craziness that comes with raising a family. Get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's work to embrace the messy together. What's up, mamas, and welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. We are so excited about today's episode because we are actually talking about a Fit Mama in 30 success story, right, Carrie? Yes. Yes, and this is also really exciting for us because we know this guest super, super well. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys don't, though. However, you probably do recognize her because if you follow us on Fit Mom in 30 on Instagram, then when she was pregnant with her second um, baby, she was in a ton of our images, and she still (laughs) is because we continue to use those. Um, But we want to welcome our sister-in-law, our other sister-in-law, Sadie Oshman. Welcome, Sadie. Thanks, guys. We are so excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for doing this. Like I said, they don't recognize your voice, but they will probably recognize uh, your face. (laughs) (laughs) Little pregnant tot. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. Little pregnant Sater tot is what we call her because she's too cute. She's super teeny. Um, how tall are you, Sadie? You're you're a little. I'm a one. whole five one and a half. <laughs> five one and a half. She's so. fun size. Yeah, that's, that's why right. We call her, her Sater tot. Uh, but just to kind of jump right into it, Sadie, why don't you just you know obviously we know a lot about you, but our listeners don't. So why don't you just tell us um, a little about you yourself, your family, and we'll kind of start from there. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I am a mom of two. Um, my most recent baby is uh, four months old today, um, which is crazy. I feel like it goes so much faster with your second. Um, um, but I have a two and a half year old, um, at home, Ruby. So both girls and, um, married my high school sweetheart. Um, Nick and I have been together since we were like 16. Um, got married when we were 25. Um, Let's see, we've lived in Mexico, so we had a little fun adventure before, um, you know, we've decided to settle down and have a family. Um, We have a crazy rambunctious dog, and um, (laughs) yeah, gotta love her. We've been trying to teach Ruby, you know, um, all the goods on how to to make her sit and give her treats and things like that. So um, I'm a full-time working mama, um, so I have a a 40-hour sometimes it feels like more than that a week, (laughs) um, job. I'm a recruiter, um, here. And so, um, and then I also just recently, um, you know, as if I'm not busy enough, decided to open my own, um, clothing boutique in, um, in Greenwood. And so, um, you know, we, we actually opened probably at the worst time possible in the middle of the pandemic. That's how it always works. That's how it always works. Right? Yeah. Like you have these great plans and, um, we opened in February and not even a month later had to, had to close. I didn't even get to have like a true grand opening, but 
nonetheless, um, it's been a really great opportunity and, um, you know, I've had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, just, um, you know, not too busy or anything. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. That's not what I'm saying. Sounds like you're taking on all the things, but you do it so well. Thanks. Um, you just have the best attitude and her, everyone, her girls are so cute. They're just <laughs> the best and I'm not biased at all by <laughs> no. but, uh, but seriously they are so so cute um, so this episode obviously is called Fit Mom and 30 Success Stories and we know Carrie and I your experiences you know with both of you know your labors and um, just your pregnancies in general so why don't you try and kind of just let the viewers know let's kind of talk about first you know really just take us through your first pregnancy labor and delivery experience and kind of how that went and we'll just kind of go from there okay yeah so my pregnancy overall with ruby was um extremely different than with Gemma. i i don't know if it's just because you don't really know what to expect um but i just felt i was you know super sick in the first trimester i mean i was like that with Gemma too but um my body hurt all the time. I gained a lot of weight. I was not working out. I wasn't watching what I was eating. I was literally had that mindset of I'm eating for two. <laughs> um, so, you know, kind of indulged a little bit in, um, in things. And, um, so my, my delivery Ruby came about two and a half weeks early. Um, and, um, I woke up with contractions like three o'clock in the morning and, um, you know, eight o'clock, I thought they're pretty, you know, significant enough to apart to be able to like, let's go to the hospital. I'm ready to get this baby out. I mean, I was, I was ready. My body was ready. Um, and so, you know, we went to the hospital and of course, when I got there, they say, well, you're not dilated. So they make you walk around the hospital and try to get that, you know, going. Cause they, they didn't want to induce me because I was, you know, I wasn't quite 39 weeks yet. So, um, so we walked around the hospital, which is, was pretty painful because I was having full blown contractions. I just wasn't dilated. Um, so I don't know, it was like a couple of hours later, they decided to, to give me a little bit of medicine to try to let me rest. Um, and it was like almost instantly, as soon as they gave me the medication, my water broke. Um, and then finally my body, um, you know, was dilated. So it, it, the whole process from, you know, from the start took a lot longer to get my body going. And then it almost feels like, you know, when you get your epidural and you're kind of waiting and, and, you know, you, you don't feel the contractions per se. Um, but it just felt like an extremely long day. So I would say like my labor was about 21 hours. So I started at 3, 3am 3 in the morning and she didn't end up being delivered until almost midnight. Oh, um, oh, wow. and I pushed for over an hour. Um, and I was just exhausted. You know, when you get to the hospital, you check in and they don't let you eat anything. Um, they basically allow you to have ice chips. So like, how do you, how do you deliver a baby on ice chips <laughs> after 21 <laughs> for hours? That, yeah, yeah. For, for that, that long. long. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was, it was just an extremely long, exhausting, um, you know, time and, and, um, you know, she was not very big. She was only six pounds and, you know, some change and, you know, my body just, my body couldn't really handle it. And, and I tore, um, you know, I had a, I had, didn't know it because they, they don't ever tell you that they don't really talk about that. They tell you, yeah, you had some stitches, but I mean, I tore to the third degree, which is basically the entire area. Yeah, um, so my, 
my recovery was twice as hard. I feel like, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I have this new, new baby that is crying all the time. And, you know, at that point, um, a little before then I had decided I wasn't going to breastfeed. It just wasn't something that was for me. Um, you know, and, um, so I decided, we decided to formula feed and, you know, to, to also give, um, Nick a little bit of a chance to, you know, connect with the baby and bond with the baby. And, um, I think it was a really good, it was a very good, um, option for us just because of our lifestyle too. So, um, Mm -hmm you know, just the, the, the whole recovery in itself was extremely challenging. Um, so like I said, I had a tear, you know, and then, um, so I go home, I'm like sitting on a donut basically, you know, trying to be super cautious about what's going on in my body. And, um, it was like a couple days later, I actually, I, you know, you don't know what you don't know when you're first time mom. So I had this like something coming out of my body and I remember that oh I was gosh. there. That's crazy. I, I was, know. I was there. I was freaking I out. That. Like, this is not normal. It like looks like something funky. Like, I don't know what it is. And I was scared. I didn't know what to do. And so, um, and of course my doctor was out of town. So <laughs> I called her and, um, because I have a really good, you know, close relationship with her and, um, she mm-hmm. actually called into the local doctor and, um, they had me admitted and, it was actually part of my placenta that did not get taken out all the way. And so oh it gosh. was like coming out. It seems like body. one thing after the next. Yes. So it was, it was pretty traumatic. Um, you know, I left. And that can be pretty bad, right? Yeah. Like, infection you, wise. That stays in there, it can cause mm-hmm. infection and exactly. so many issues. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was pretty crazy. And, um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm leaving Nick on day two of having a newborn. He was by himself and, <laughs> <laughs> um, just praying that all that, you know, goes well too, but you know, here we are, she's, she's two and a half. So we're good. Um, she's so great, oh but yeah, the, the whole, the whole entire pregnancy and, and labor and delivery was just, it was hard. It was really hard. And the recovery was, was extremely hard. And, um, you know, I just, I, I couldn't even like lay in my own bed. I had to put a mattress on the floor because I could not get up in my bed because of how like all the stitches and everything that I had. So, wow. Yeah. Just want to be real, you know? No, I'm so glad that you were (laughs) like, not even from the details, but just also like, I feel like I love that you just own the fact and say like, we made a decision up front, not like, I know this is not exactly the topic, but I feel like this is an important one because I feel like so many moms struggle with this decision. Like, breastfeed or not breastfeed and everyone thinks they're getting judged I love that you just own it and say hey Nick and I made this decision and it was the best one for our family and this is what we did yeah I just think that's I think that's important to know like that is what out of all the things when you're I mean there's so many things you go through and part of recovery 100% is taking into consideration what breastfeeding is what the hours look like and what works best for your schedule exactly yeah it's and your recovery was already Insane. You know, challenging and hard. <laughs> like think about throwing, you know, breastfeeding and with that too. And I, yeah, I agree. I, I like that you just kind of owned up and said, this isn't going to work for yeah. me. So this is what we did. And it's, you know, fed is best. Right. True. Exactly. And that's, that's what I believe. And, you know, I also like that you talked about recovery being so hard and like not really knowing that because we've talked about this on another podcast that so many women, especially first time moms, aren't aware of how difficult the recovery is. And I said it on another podcast too, like a lot of my friends and you had 
have kind of mentioned that like recovery is almost harder than like yes. pregnancy and the labor and the delivery experience just because there you don't know about exactly. it. So I think it's important that you kind of brought that to light as well. Yeah. yeah you, everyone talks about, you know, what it's going to be like in like the sleepless nights and the <laughs> figuring out this new infant and changing diapers, but no one tells you about the pain you're going to experience below <laughs> exactly. while you're trying to do said task. Oh, just... and by the way, when you don't breastfeed, you know, your milk comes in whether you breastfeed or not. Oh, yeah. So, so <laughs> my boobs were humongous and, you know, inflamed painful. and painful. And, and then you have all the other stuff going on. It's like, what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now we now we know how the first one was. <laughs> so Maybe not better, the best right? experience, but you have Ruby, yes. so that's all that you matters. Have, um, and some pelvic floor work. Yeah, I mean, and then there's obviously those situations where it's more severe, and you know, someone might need to see a pelvic floor physical therapist or see a physician you know, where just deep core breathing and pelvic floor work isn't going to do it. But that that's in pretty severe cases. Exactly. So the other day we had someone write into us and say, you know, I just feel like I have this really flat, butt. I feel like it's a total mom, butt. um, I believe she was like five to six months pregnant. And sometimes, you know, we even hear moms who are postpartum and, you know, years postpartum talk about this. So why don't you talk about this other word we hate, the mom butt, <laughs> <laughs> and what that is, and also give us some tips or, you know, moms some tips on what they can do to help with that. Yeah, that booty back. Oh, the mom butt. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about when we say mom butt, um, a mom butt most people call is when your the top of your butt becomes flat, but you got some shape in the lower half. So it's just that there's no... You know, when you, we got one of those nice booties, that nice shelf, there's no shelf. It's like <laughs> flat. And then there's shape in the lower half. And people assume that's, again, just one of these things that happen after you have babies. Well, what happens is when you're during pregnancy, the extra weight in your growing uterus causes a shift in this, your center of gravity. So and you're constantly shifting every single time your belly grows, your center of gravity shifts. So to counteract that, your body wants to naturally push your pelvis forward and lean your shoulders back. So I know you know this. You, you know someone's pregnant when they've got their belly out, their shoulders back, their hands are even on their hips, they're standing, you know. So what happens is the backside of your body becomes overstretched and the front side becomes shortened, which causes that muscular imbalance. So in that, in that posture that when I'm talking about when you're when that, that mom posture that we all know so well, trust me, I've done it when I'm tired too. But um, the waddle, yeah, the waddle, <laughs> you stop using your glutes and upper back. So they become weak, harder to connect. And the minute you stop using those muscles, well, they obviously that's where atrophy happens. Um, you can bring them back, but that's why women just aren't used to training them because during pregnancy, they become so weak. If you are not targeting them, if you're not targeting the glutes and your low back, those are like some of the largest muscles you have. Mm -hmm. Um, And you need those to stabilize your pelvis, help you get balance, prevent pelvic floor dysfunction. That is actually, Mm -hmm. you can call it mom, but again, it's one of those things that while it's annoying and we want to fix the look of it, sometimes there's an underlying reason like pelvic pain um, and pelvic floor dysfunction, incontinence even. 
from things because you have all these muscle imbalances. So that's another thing. It's really important to one, correct your posture. We always talk about correcting your posture and alignment. Of course, focus on retraining that pelvic floor, your core. And the other thing we always focus on is our glutes. And in our program, um, our postpartum program, you'll notice our training, every single workout we do focuses on those large muscle groups in a specific way because it's so important on putting workouts together that really target those certain muscle groups so that you can make sure you're reactivating and building up that muscle mass. Mm -hmm. And that is so important. And I feel like a lot of moms are, you know, going to relate to this. And I feel like they'll have a light bulb moment of, wow, I feel like that's me. And I've never really focused on my, you know, deep core breathing or my pelvic floor work, or maybe I haven't, I have, and I haven't been doing it right. Um, or because I think, you know, we've talked about this in some of our other podcasts is that, you know, a lot of women, when they think of pelvic floor work, they just think Kegels and that's only one, you know, the front part of your pelvic floor that, you know, in our program, we talk about how to go beyond that and how to do your entire pelvic floor to strengthen it so that it can reduce incontinence, reduce back pain, you know, bring your abs, you know, back together. So I feel like for a lot of moms who are listening to this, you know, maybe they'll have that light bulb moment and say, you know, that's me. And, you know, what can I do? And I always thought that this is just how it was after you give birth. And, you know, it's just kind of, the sacrifice that happens, you know, to, to yeah. be a mom. And, and actually that's, you know, doesn't have to be the case. It doesn't, it doesn't at all. And that's why we've spent so much time and energy on these programs is, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of workout options out there. We know that there's a lot of fun workout options out there. And we're not saying that you shouldn't be doing them. We know everyone loves a good, you know, calorie burn, really hard cardio workout. And those are fine to incorporate, but you've got to be following a structured program that is targeting all of these things in a very structured and progressive manner so that one, you don't get injured and two, that you don't waste your time. Because if you just start to put moves together that you think are correct, you're not training it in the right progression model, which is exactly what we developed the core recovery course for anyone who's, you know, really working on that um, ab separation. And while we have the postpartum course that really goes deep into, all right, start here here's your next, build your strength, gradually build your strength and really focuses it on all these muscle groups. So the best part to do is find a training program that is structured and progressive versus one that's just, you know, doing what we think we should be doing and getting that calorie burn. It's going to, yes, it might, you know, it might get that weight off of you, which is everyone's focus initially. And instead what your focus should be on is how can I rehab my body? How can I get it, bring it, basically bring it back to center and then move forward? So you always got to start with that, that first, that core program, those progression model that really gets you those results first. Mm -hmm. Function over physical, right? Every time. Well, I think, you know, that's really, that's really all it comes down to is that if you feel like, you know, you identify with this, know that there are things you can do to help. Um, and typically it comes down to those underlying conditions, right? Or those underlying, you know, muscles that just haven't been worked properly. And once that happens, you might see some of that change and maybe we can get rid of that term mom bod and just call it, what would you call it, Carrie? <laughs> mm, this is oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, well, I we need to recoin a term. We do. I feel like we need to recoin a term because I just feel like that's so negative. It's horrible, and I just feel like 
yeah, I just feel like it's so negative. Everyone's pregnancy, you know, is different. Their postpartum recovery and every body is different. And the, um, you know, woman's body is such an amazing tool and what it can do both during pregnancy and after pregnancy. But sometimes there are, you know, some things that we just need to really focus on, but I would love to recoin the term mom bod. We're going to work on this post. We're totally going to work on this post. Yeah, we'll work on it. We don't have one, you know, right this second, (laughs) but I feel like we need to, to recoin the term, but let's just focus on strengthening and healing first and then focus on that physical aspect function over physical, because when you focus on the functional, then that physical usually, you know, comes with behind right behind it too. It does. When you train the proper way and you train the right muscles in the right way, the, the physique follows when your mm-hmm. body is functioning at its best. It will look its best. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right, mamas. Well, we keep it short and simple. That's all we have for you guys. If you have any questions about our pre and postnatal courses or our core recovery program that can help really train your muscles, your core, your pelvic floor, heal them and then strengthen them so that you can do the things that you love then please reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram at fitmamain30. You can email us at fitmama and coaches at fitmamain30.com. And you can find us on Facebook at fitmamain30. That's F-I-T-M-A-M-A-I-N-3-0. And remember to embrace the messy. And until next time, bye mamas.